welcome to the Wilmington Bulletin Podcast. This is episode two. Uh, I am your host, Tyler Williams, the creator and writer of the Wilmington Bulletin blog. I'm excited for this episode because I wanted to spend some time discussing community water fluoridation efforts happening in Wilmington. Uh, I wrote a blog post about this, but I think there are some things that I didn't address in the blog post that were brought up in the comments or brought up to me personally. Um, specifically focus on the Clinton County Health Needs Assessment. So I'm, I'm going to do a quick overview. This is going to be a very short episode of that. Tomorrow night, there is a city council meeting that will be a public forum on the potential for a community uh, fluoridation project in Wilmington. So if you haven't read the article on fluoridation, strongly recommend that you read that at wilmingtonbulletin.com. Um, but this will have some different information on it, and it's kind of meant to be a little bit of an addendum. Uh, after there's, there's a lot going on in council this week, so I will be posting a new episode of the podcast this weekend um, that will focus on a little bit of a budget update and also some, some kind of interesting discussions that are happening with the Convention and Visitors Bureau. So... Uh, I might also do do some more on fluoridation, but I'll for sure be doing another article on it uh, based on what happens at the public forum. So uh, the the purpose um, of this podcast, like I said, is to highlight a couple of important points that were made in the community health assessment for Clinton County about dental health. Um, so. The, the point that I really want to emphasize about dental care in Wilmington and in Clinton County in general is access. So in the report, it's kind of interesting. It lists, um, it says that Clinton County is not a health professional shortage area, but other data that I've seen directly from the Health and Human Services website lists Clinton County as specifically a health professional shortage area in the area of dental health uh, for those with low income. So... Uh, that is that is definitely an issue, and according to the state's Medicaid website, there are only four dentists in the area that will take Medicaid, um, but we probably have, judging from the numbers, uh, you know, almost in the high thousands, and, and actually only one, actually one of those dentists only works here a couple days a week. Um, so even in general, and this is pointed out in the Clinton County Health Needs Assessment, um, they're, they're actually is a lower number of dentists per capita in in Clinton County than the state average. So the survey done for the needs assessment indicates that only 44% of people with no dental insurance and 46% of people that fall under low in, fall under the low income category have seen a dentist in the last year. Um, obviously, the the concern with this is people with low income and people with no dental insurance uh, with adults. Um, but then also really the focus is, is for kids and making sure that, that kids are getting the uh, dental care that they need. Um, 60% of, of public officials and professionals who were surveyed stated that oral health was a major or moderate problem in the county. Uh, many of the ones who stated that it was a major problem did so because of the lack of access to care, which is kind of what I'm talking about here. It's indicated by, it's backed up by the statistics uh, for sure. And then another issue is that um, the, the local community dental clinic closed. 
And so with that, a lot of the way that a lot of people got their care is um, was was kind of taken away, unfortunately. And there's just not a lot of dentists right now that that do take Medicaid. And and often that's that's for various reasons. Um, And I think that it's important for us to realize as a community that, yes, there there are a lot of things that that can be done. Uh, mental health and substance abuse were really big issues in the community health survey. But um, sometimes those don't have as quick of of things, you know, there there aren't as as many, I I don't want to say fixes, but things that can help um, as quickly as you can with a community fluoride program. So obviously it's not the it's not the answer to everything. We can still probably do more as a community to to improve access to healthcare in general. Um, but it, it's it's one of those things that it's not a, a particularly expensive program. Uh, we can get a lot of grant funding for it, and it's it's a program that um, you know would definitely follow a lot. So I wanted to go over those numbers just really quickly. Like I said, this is going to be a, a short podcast. Um, just kind of a, an intro. So public health officials and doctors agree that in, you know, in a perfect world, we would increase access to dental care for those who are underinsured or, or uninsured or don't have the ability to go to the dentist and more importantly, get their children to the dentist. Uh, but we can do something that has been shown to help by adding fluoride to our water at a safe level through minimum, minimal costs to the Wilmington taxpayers. Um, you know, the, 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 the efforts would really try to be very close to being in line with the uh, national standards set by the, um, the Institute for Health and, and all of those organizations while still following under Ohio law, which requires at least 0.8. Uh, so Ohio law is actually a little far behind. They probably should lower their requirements to 0.7 uh, parts per million, which is where, um, where the, the, rest of the country is at or sorry where the rest of where the health experts are at um there's no excuse really for us to live in fear of a boogeyman that doesn't exist there is a lot of research out there um some of the research that gets pointed out is uh either not applicable to public um, fluoridation programs or community fluoridation programs like ours because the the levels would be uh, low enough to where they've been shown to not have negative effects. Um, you know, the system really is broken for those who, who need help the most. And we can take a small but very important step to fix it. Uh, the, I, to me, there's this ridiculous of let's not add chemicals to our water. or Fluoride is a neurotoxin argument. That's just that's just kind of blustering. And, and it, you're exactly right. Fluoride at high levels is a neurotoxin uh, that's in our water. We also add chlorine to our water, uh, especially in in pools and hot tubs and all that stuff. Um, And I haven't heard a lot of arguments to get that out. And if we look at neurotoxins, uh, chlorine, you know, chlorine gas is like legendary for its effect on World War One and and its effect as a poison gas. So I'm not sure why fluoride really gets gets picked out. but just like fluoride, chlorine has a really positive effect when it's controlled. 
So it really is time for us to get fluoride in our water system uh, for, for the city of Wilmington. I think we, we can really make a, a, a statement as a community that we are here to make sure that we're going to do what we can to, to help people uh, with their health. And, and certainly this is a great first step um, in, in the dental health community. So thanks for listening. Like I said, we'll be back very soon, probably over the weekend with uh, another podcast that will kind of be an update on, on what's going on in council. Uh, for those of you that are interested, the public forum for the fluoridation issue will take place tomorrow night. I uh, hope that we can get some pro-fluoridation people there to talk about it. If you know any, any of your friends are dentists and would like to speak on the positive effects of fluoride, that would be great. Um, really, really excited about that. Again, that starts at 7.30, and that will be at the city building. Uh, but just keep an eye out on, on everything that's going on with the city. This is a, a big, important time for city council. And this would be a great thing for them to move on very soon. All right. Until next time, keep track of of goings on on the Wilmington Bulletin blog at WilmingtonBulletin.com. And I'll see you soon.